Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Welcome to another episode of Almost Agreeable. I'm one of your hosts, Ed Harris. And I'm Christopher. That's the co-host. So today, we have another music episode for you. Today we're going to be talking about the famous or infamous, however you want to look at it, 27 Club. Ah, oh, the Forever 27 Club. Forever 27 Club. It's it's rough. It, it, it's really an extensive list. Um... And we'll, we're mainly just going to be talking about the music artists from that. And then we'll dive into, just like we did with the last one, with 60s music, now we're getting into 70s music. Who's iconic? Who do we identify with the most? And and I gotta tell you, it's, it's one of my favorite decades of, of music, if we're being real honest. It's it's a it's a great one. It's a great one. Um, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, let's jump right into this 27, because right off the bat, I think about the number, the age, 27, and... It makes me think of John Lennon, okay, who was yeah. killed at 40. He was four years old. And I remember, you know, obviously, obviously I wasn't alive, but my mother and my, my parents, actually, and all the other, you know, older people in my life talking about how much of a tragedy it was and how we were cheated out of, you know, the next 40 years of John Lennon's career. And now we're talking about musicians who are very talented that dialed near 27. That's 13 years shy of that 40. I'm 27 right now. Yeah. What? That's what I'm saying. Like, just such a young age. that And to think, like, to think if even John Lennon at 40 was, was a, you know, damn, we missed out. 27? Especially with the art, the people that we're going to get to that were 27 when they died. And there's some big names on that list. There's some big names. And they were already iconic. I mean, you know, some of these artists or some just people in general you know such as Edgar Allan Poe but just some artists become more famous posthumously right. after after they're dead they become more famous with these musical artists we're going to talk about I don't think that's the case no they were already huge um already like maybe had achieved superstardom or absolutely going to you know in one case I can think was was going to be a superstar yeah right and so yeah that's a that's a good point to make because most most of them absolutely were in the prime of their, in the prime of their career. Yeah. I what should we start? What should we start out with, Jim Morrison? Uh, we can. And when it comes to Jim, like God bless, I love the Doors. Okay. The Doors are just a. It's just a. A classic, band. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Obviously, like when you think like the music back then, you think of lyrics, you think of keyboard, and you think of you know the times and. Yes, you think of the doors, honestly. And they have, they actually do also have like a, a wide range of sound as well. Yes. Um, but let me get back to Jim because I think that Jim Morrison was an asshole. <laughs> uh, after everything I just said, I love, love the doors and I guess he was talented. Yes, he was, but he was an asshole. Wait, why? He just was, I think he's overrated. Oh. Yeah, I think that Jim Morrison was overrated. Okay. He was a drunken buffoon. Yeah, he but was just I mean, a drunk asshole all the time. He treated women like shit. <laughs> he treated his band like they were second fiddle, which it I guess is maybe the case because they didn't do a whole lot when he died. 
That, that was really it. I mean, if you want to watch the Doors movie, like, who, who, do you remember any of the band members? I, I do not. The movie's called The Doors, and it's a biopic about, about Jim Morrison. Yeah. So. Who is basically, you know, that's Vlad Kilmer. Dude, he wigged out on the set of that movie. He became Jim Morrison. And this is why I know he's an asshole, because everyone was like, he was acting like, just like Jim did. And you know what? He was an asshole. He was an asshole. He just, it's, it's so weird to just see pictures of them side by side. It's just like, oh my God, that's, that's jimothy morrison that's two different people yeah yeah did you say jimothy yeah i said jimothy okay i think we're gonna end this episode early all right can't with you today thanks for coming by guys yeah have a good one (laughs) this has been almost agreeable and i think this is our last episode we'll just uh, sign off going off on a on the week on a week note there no i like that keep it going but i obviously i love the doors um so much good music that is still on my rotation to this day is a lot of Doors music. I was playing it at work a couple months ago and everyone was vibing because everyone can vibe to that type of music. It's just great. It's great to just have on whenever. Did you know that Jim Morrison, they say uh, that he died of heart failure, but there was no autopsy performed? Really? They His death is still up to debate today. Because that's what I've always known. It was just heart failure. Heart failure. But just like, dude's 27. Yeah. What... Well, I mean, I guess told you, dude was a drunken buffoon yes. and he was doing all these drugs. I mean, yes. Um, but yeah, isn't that odd? Like, that just, is he just died of heart failure at 27. No one knows for sure. It's it's almost like a has a Kennedy esque assassination type of feel to it, where you, you can throw in, you know, a bunch of different conspiracy theories. I, for one, think that it, drugs and alcoholism, you know, ended his life. There's an asterisk there, just like heart failure, but like there's an asterisk. Yeah, heart failure, like, but. Like, what, but, what? But that's what we're just going to say, you know? Yeah. Drugs and alcohol. It's a shame. Um, I don't... Actually, I... To, to continue to what I was saying earlier, I don't see the door staying together much longer anyways. If he had stayed alive. Yeah. But could he have had a successful solo career? Maybe. 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 He'd already been a superstar up at that point. But... I mean, yeah, I like the doors, but I... Don't I don't care too much for Jim Morrison. I, I think he, if he could have taken some people who could tolerate him, yeah, he would have been able to make some more. I don't know if it would have been as iconic, but it would have been great. Yeah, he, I, he had that energy to just bring people along. It makes me think of like, and Black Sabbath was lucky because you know they kick Ozzy out because he's a drunken buffoon. Yeah, and they bring in Dio and have success. Yeah. I don't think you can do that with anybody else in Jim Morrison's case. I mean, we never got to see it. I mean, they did. Well, they had a chance to do they it. Did. They had a chance to bring in some after Jim yeah. died, and they didn't. Maybe they did. Maybe I'm misspeaking, and I don't know. But the reason I don't know is because there were, did they have any successful shit after Jim died? It didn't. Uh, didn't propagate. So I'm just yeah. I don't know that, that they could have done that. So Jim is the talent in that group. Obviously, all musicians that make it like that are talented, but obviously Jim's the star. Um, so, and he makes this list because he died when he was 27, which to think that he had accomplished that many albums and that much good music and writing those songs. I mean, I'm 30 and I'm like, to myself, I'm like, bro, like how the fuck he was 27. Like that's where I'm done all that. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm 27. It's like, I, I, I know maybe like a few hundred people like in life. That's it. I haven't done anything. Nope. Like, th- this is, like, probably reaching more people than I know. This show, almost agreeable. But, uh, yeah. Crazy to think at that young of an age, Jim Morrison was doing all of this. As well as another Jim. 
But nobody calls him Jim. No one calls him Jim. They call him... Don't you do it. They call him Jimmy. Okay. Good. They call him... I thought you were going to go to a dark place. I wasn't going to go to a dark place, okay? It's already pretty dark subject overall. It is. It's Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. So we spoke about Jimi Hendrix last week. Uh, we we did. The 60s. We, we touched on him. Not really touched on him, but really stayed on him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, spread out some information. But I mean, the Jimi Hendrix experience was an experience. <laughs> to say the least. Like, and he, he honestly didn't put out, you know, many albums. Like, a crazy amount of albums. But everything that he did was iconic. Well, we said it last week, right? Like, he kind of revolutionized the way that electric guitar is, is played. The way everyone played it after that. I mean, no one was messing around with the guitar like that until he did. Yeah. I mean, that... You you can just hear, like, every time you hear his rendition of the national anthem. I listened to it today. Did you really? I did. <laughs> it was on... Like, I follow this music page on Facebook, and it was like, relive... <laughs> The National Anthem, like, by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, yeah, uh, yes, I will. I will run that right now. Yeah, I will I will play that every single time. Ever since it pops up on my feed, yes. Because he just rips that thing, man. It just... What's your favorite thing about him? Oh, God. I think, really, just his... It's kind of the confidence, kind of the cockiness, kind of the not give a fuck, like, of anything. He just knew he was great. He yeah. knew he was great, and but it wasn't ever like over the top. He just went out and did it. Yeah, he he would just go shred, and I mean, this is in the '60s when you're not seeing really a lot of exposure for black artists. I mean, you you have black artists, but you're not seeing them become what Jimmy became, right? Or doing what Jimmy was doing. Exactly. Like, so there was a lot of cookie cutter kind of feel back yeah. then to those type of uh, bands. Yeah. So it just him going out and. Just shredding, taking care of business, and becoming the star that he was. Is Icon- it a, iconic? Is it a myth that he used to put the acid tabs in his headband? Is that or is that like been confirmed? Yeah, let's say it's been confirmed. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing. Yeah, like my favorite thing is that like yeah, this dude was tripping acid while he was playing guitar up there, but wasn't in his mouth. Yeah, he just stuck it under his headband and he would absorb it through his pores. There you go. Yeah, let's say that's the truth. And, and it, you know, and it kind of along the same lines as Jim Morrison, because Jimmy died of asphyxiation, right? He, he yeah. choked on his vomit in his yep. sleep. And he had been on barbiturates and had been drinking heavily, which is kind of, I guess, the lifestyle for everyone on this list, except for we'll get probably the last one we're talking about in 94, but wasn't a drug overdose or asphyxiation in that case. I'm talking, well, I guess we could, I'll bring it up now. Let's talk about Kurt Cobain. Let's, yeah, let's get to Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yeah. Right. And he was a heroin addict, though. Yeah. Right, and that's it's it's unfortunately the kind of the theme with everybody here. They, I mean, we all have our vices. Yeah, we all have our vices. Something we're clinging clinging to or experiencing for some reason or another. And I mean, these people are in their mid twenties and have access to anything they want in the world. Right, and so it just makes it easy. It's it's a new experience, and they're like, okay, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I don't know about heroin and stuff like that, but, like, I'm sure it's just like, oh, I'll try it once. Nobody's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm, I want to get addicted to heroin. Yeah, you know. But I think for someone also like Kurt Cobain is that we just talked about the spotlight and the availability of all these things and, like, the fans. 
And Kurt Cobain was like an introvert, like big time. He hated the system. Yeah. He didn't like people. He was awkward. And that takes its toll. That's a lot of pressure, right? That's a lot of pressure on anybody. The only person that I can think of in music that comes directly to the forefront of my mind right away that embraced that and wanted that lifestyle was David Lee Roth. Okay, ate that shit up. But other than that, there's a list of people, of musicians, artists, that didn't like the limelight. Yeah. And Kurt Cobain, I think, is at the top of that list. I think the pressure combined with heroin, combined with a messy relationship with Courtney Love, um, all contributed to what some people think was not a suicide. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Right? Yeah, it's dude, just, dude, that's dude. what it's been ruled. Yeah. Um, but do you think, because now this is like Nirvana we're talking about. Looking back in retrospect, I know a lot of people like today are like, oh, they were overrated. What, what do you say to them? Nirvana is the Beatles of the 90s. Ah, oh, I like that analogy. Okay. That, that's what they are. It wasn't about the music. It was about the movement. Grunge just shot up out of nowhere. Right. And everybody in Seattle was like, oh, grunge is dope. Yep. Let's do that. And like, they were the forefront of that yeah, movement. Yeah, they were the forefront of that. And we don't have we don't have these grunge artists left anymore. I mean, Kurt Cobain, just, we just, had Lane Saley. Who's, it's just Eddie Vedder now. That's it. That's all we have. That's what? Chris Cornell's gone too. Yeah. What a fucking shame, yeah. man. These, yeah. And these, I mean, those four guys, like, that's who I think of when I think of grunge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movement was just... Well, Scott Weiland too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and that's a, that's a whole thing we can get into another time. Um, they were obviously all older. They, and I want to come back to 27 after we talk about a couple more people. But, um, yeah, I hear you. Nirvana being the forefront of the grunge movement. And then... But their music, back to your question, their music overall, I enjoy. I enjoy. Yeah. That, and isn't that all you need? Really, it is. Besides, you know, I don't know, love. All you need is love. Okay. okay. Sorry, that's a Beatle reference. I apologize. <clears throat> uh, next on the list, <laughs> I think we got like a couple more. Uh, I was going to mention Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin, and that is, you know, this is the first woman that we're talking about on the list. Yeah. Before we get to the next woman. Right. But Janis Joplin was a bad bitch. Bro. She could hit, she had some. She just would wail into that mic. Yeah. And it, and for that time, and then talking about the 60s again, right? And so it's like, when have you ever heard anything like this before? Yeah. It's, it's new. It's just a new sound. It's an entirely new feel. Yeah. No, she, and I, I listen to her stuff still on my rotation. Like I said, I think I mentioned in the last music episode that I, I live, you know, musically in the 60s and the 70s yes. and the 80s. And so she's on my rotation and I just get angry and like pent up when she's singing, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, da, da. You're like, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And she died of a heroin overdose. It's kind of a trend we're seeing here. Yeah, right. Um, it's just, I, I guess, again, to me, it's it's the stardom. It's like you said, the availability, like to be like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then like you know, like I said, no one tries to get addicted to these drugs, and it just kind of happens. Um, at 27 is the the most shameful part. I feel like so young. It's, it's just a weird, like, just the mind, every, everybody is mentally different at every age. Like, you can't compare me to you to anybody else. Like, we're all mentally different at different ages. Because yeah, we all come through different walks of life. Yeah. 
But why why would do you think there's any kind of correlation between 27 or just this is what happened? I was going to ask you that myself and I guess my feeling on it is that I don't believe, you know, that there's like, oh, you know, these great stars are 27 and they're like, you know, divine, something divine happens and, and they die at 27. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think it's purely coincidental. And I think it's highlighted by the fact that they were all superstars. Um, people die all the time when they're 27, like, of similar things. We just don't know about it because they weren't the lead singer of The Doors or the best guitar player that ever lived or the lead singer of Nirvana. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. But also, it's, it is, it's, it, we're talking about it. Like, it's still a crazy, it's a weird thing still. I, I think it's partially, I mean, they've been iconic, they've been celebrities, they've been famous for, at that point, years. Right. And it's building, and it's not like anything causes them to shoot themselves, commit suicide. I, I don't think that it's just like, oh, 27 is the number, like you were saying. But I think it's that kind of downturn... It, like, it could be, like, some of them were at the height of their career, but it's just the specific age that, like, okay, you're, over, you're quote-unquote, over the hump. Right, you're an adult. Yeah, you're an adult now, and so it's just a different mindset. Right. Once you're 27, and you're like, oh, I'm, am I still mid-20s? I think that's <laughs> late-20s now. Yeah, I would say 27 is late-20s. I think it's late-20s. Well, I think I'm thinking of one more person, right? I think I think I got one more person, but I don't know a whole lot about her. I just know that she's she was 27. She was 27, and th- well, this is the latest one, the latest musical artist. Right, right, because because there's a the, the list is extensive with not just musicians, but we're sticking with that today. And uh, Amy Winehouse, right? Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I know one song by Amy. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, but even that that still speaks to this 27 Club. This song is iconic. Yeah, it is. It speaks to everything that we've been talking about. Maybe helping yourself, going to rehab. Yeah. It's just, it it really lines right up with everything. But, like, there is a documentary, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, called Amy. Yeah, I think I've uh, skimmed by it. And it is, this girl just had soul, man. This girl, like, And to me, I, I and I think it's because... It's the first one that I've actually seen. The first 27 club that I saw actually pass. To me, she just felt just like there's no way. Like she's young. Like she's young. There's no way. Because it's my first time witnessing somebody who was 27 and pass away. Just out of nowhere. It hits you in a way. Because I remember when it happened. I, I, you know, obviously didn't listen to a lot of her music. But like I remember the shock and... You know, it was a tragedy when it happened. I remember being like, even I wasn't, even though I wasn't a fan, I was like, that fucking. She was so young. Yeah. Like initially, I didn't even think about the Twenty Seven Club. No, that never. I didn't even know she was twenty seven. It didn't cross my mind. Yeah. I was just like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, she's she's just, she's, and for me, that honestly is what took off my like interest in her. Honestly, like I didn't listen to her a lot before. But after I went through and man, this girl had a voice. She had pipes. This girl had soul. I heard a lot of people did that. I've heard a lot of people saying that they did that. It's like you know, and that kind of feeds into what we were saying earlier. Like some of these musicians, you know, did maybe didn't get big until they're already dead. And I feel like she was big, but people that weren't into her before she died, kind of jumped on that. And, yeah. And you know, found out what she was about. Yeah. And obviously, it's a little too late. I guess for me, that would suck because I'd be like, this is great music. 
Too bad I'm never going to be able to listen to anything new. This is it. Yeah. Better get your fill. And and that's that just goes back to like the, the finality of all that is all this great music and it was ended so prematurely. Extremely. It's just, it's rough to think about. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's also, it's also just different to think that, you know, we were robbed of John Lennon and he could have created more music, but maybe he wouldn't have. Like we were saying about Jim Morrison, maybe all of these people wouldn't have created more music. Forever. Forever. Not everyone's Mick Jagger. Exactly. Or I wish Keith, he would stop. Keith Richards. Or, yeah, I wish they would stop. Still alive, just yeah. fueled by drugs. I don't know how that dude's walking around. Right drugs. Now. Oh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Same with Ozzy. Like, just... Bro. Just exists. I want to I do, do a whole fucking episode on Ozzy and how, <laughs> how I can't understand a word he says when he's talking, but when he's singing, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm singing like, along. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, clear. I get it. I mean, in, in summation, really, it's just... Talking about this 27 Club, there's such good music and it's such different styles of music, but they're all linked by this really great tragedy. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just... It's a, it's a part of pop culture now. It's something that, you know, like I, like I've said, I think it's coincidence, but it's still an, an intriguing, you know, subject. Um, a sad one at that, though, like you said. Yeah. Like, just to sum it up, very sad. And, you know... There's there's a few people on that list, but nothing that warrants them to be mentioned in the breath of these people we just talked about. So uh, I guess, you know, we can kind of put that to bed. Yeah, that really clears up, you know, the what we wanted to touch on on the 27 Club. Just some of these iconic artists and what they were doing at the time and how they changed really before and after their death. Right. So, yeah, just, you know, that was... That was rough, I'll say, even though I had a lot of fun talking about these artists. But, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll come back in a little bit and talk about the 70s, a, a little more upbeat subject, I would say. Yeah, yeah, can definitely get into the 70s. All right. All right, so last week we dove into the 60s. We talked about my personal favorite, the Beatles, some other artists that were very influential in that decade. I know that uh, after having listened to some feedback from some listeners, we missed some. And I'll tell you right now, don't think for a minute that we missed anybody in our heads. We just don't have a lot of time to talk about every single thing that was great <laughs> about that decade, okay? So we got to hit the highlights. The same thing's going to happen today, so don't be disappointed when we don't, you know hit some obscure band that I don't think is obscure, but I know other people don't know who they are. We're going to hit some big names today. Well, you know, it's it's different. The 60s and 70s are different, okay? Like, in the 60s, we have really these giants. Like, we have the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, The Ro- Who, The, who, the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones, The Doors. Like, we have these massive names. And in the 70s, we do as well, but it just exponentially grows. Oh, yeah. It's like- the 70s is choosing a favorite anything in the 70s is tough it's real tough and so i I think we should start with the most obvious what's the most obvious led zeppelin led zeppelin led zeppelin's the most obvious now i went through a phase in high school where i had my dad had okay my dad had all their vinyls okay so he, he got a record player and i used to listen to these vinyls and then i would hang them on my walls i had posters of all their album covers i listened to jimmy page when he was in 
when he was with the new Yardbirds. Like, I went through, like, a deep dive into Led Zeppelin for, like, a whole fucking year. Like, I didn't listen to anything else. Ed, you know me. You know that when I like something, I listen to it over and over and over again. That was me with Led Zeppelin for a fucking year. That was me. So, like, my wife has Led Zeppelin tattoos. Like, now we have Led Zeppelin records, stuff like that. I had known songs from Led Zeppelin, but I really dove into it when I started dating her. Because I was like, ah, this girl likes something. Like, let's let's do something so that she likes you back. Right, right. <laughs> so I, that's what I did. I listened to their entire discography, and I was like... Wow, some of the songs that I like, I had heard the song before. I didn't know was from Led Zeppelin. Oh, and I was just like, oh, this, Led Zeppelin does this as well. I was like, why do I know like thirty of their songs? Yeah. Like, I feel like some of their best songs are the ones that aren't played on the radio all the time. Everyone knows Stairway, you know. Everyone knows Rock and Roll. Everyone knows Black Dog. Yeah. Everyone knows those songs. Everyone knows Dazed and Confused. But, like, I'm talking, like, songs that don't get airplay. Those are some of their best songs. And just to name a couple, like, Ten Years Gone. If you're a Zeppelin fan you don't know Ten Years Gone, then oh, you're not a man. Zeppelin fan. Uh, uh, what's the one I love? Gallows Pole is great. Gallows Pole is so good. Custard Pie. Songs like that that, that that you don't hear anywhere unless you're listening to the albums yourself. That's the great thing about Zeppelin, too, because you can have the superstar that they did and then go look at their stuff that didn't get played, and it's better. The, the first song I ever heard, and I can't even place where I heard it, but it was Cashmere. And that song just captured me, just pulled me right in. And I was like, whoa, this is really good. And this is when I was in like, I don't know, maybe eighth, ninth grade. And so I listened to that album, Physical Graffiti, but like that, that was it. I was just like, oh, okay. Is Cashmere ever Crystal Graffiti? Yeah. You're right. I was thinking for some reason it was on Led Zeppelin 4, but Led Zeppelin 4 is a great... What's your favorite album? My favorite album, honestly, is 2. 2? Two? 2 is great. 2 is really good, but two. also 1. Just Led Zeppelin. That was a great debut album. I mean, not the best debut album of all time, but it's definitely top 5. Oh, let's go. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. No, that's a whole That's a whole one we're going to do. Okay, good. Best debut albums of good. all time. good. Um, I think my favorite album is, is probably four, probably Led Zeppelin four, and that's just because it has like one of my favorite songs by Led Zeppelin. You know, when the levee breaks. When the levee breaks is iconic. Mm, the drums in it. I know they turned you into a believer. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I was listening to Led Zeppelin, and it wasn't until Led Zeppelin three, it wasn't until that album, that I was like, I I was just like, I'm not really like feeling the drums. Everything else is fantastic. I'm not really feeling the drums. And then I listened to Moby Dick and was like, oh, oh, there's the drums. Oh, okay. Oh, John Paul there it Jones. is. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Or is it John Bonham? It's John Bonham. John Bonham. That's right. That's what I, I messed up. John Paul Jones, the bassist. Exactly. I got it. I'm here. I'm, a, I'm yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, we talked about Zeppelin because their first album was released in the 60s. In the, barely. Barely. But that when they really made their stand was in the 70s. Right, it, it, and that's when they made their, like, a name for themselves, really, like, when it became a household name for rockers. I guess I guess we can move off of Zeppelin a little bit. Everyone knows that's what we We let off with them because everyone knows that. That's, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of bands that I want to mention. Um, I guess next I'll, I'll talk about Pink Floyd a little bit. Okay. I love Pink I think there's a song by Pink Floyd that has one of my favorite guitar solos ever. Ever. Really? Yeah. The guitar solo in Comfortably Numb 
Oh, moves man. me every time I hear it. No matter how many times I hear it. I remember I was like, I was driving in the car, you know, with Lindsay. Oh, that is such a good guitar solo. And I was like, hey, this guitar solo, like, feel it, like, listen to it. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like driving, and I'm like with it, and it's like I can feel the emotions in me, just like swelling and like just getting excited, like with the every you know guitar strum. And I look over, and she's just like, okay. And I'm like, get out. You're like. Cry with me. Get, yeah, make get, your body cry yeah. and feel with me. Either either vibe right now with me or get out. And that's it. There's and, a, there's a truck stop somewhere. I'm yeah. sure. And obviously we compromised and she stayed in the car. But yeah. But I mean, Pink Floyd is just that. That's the like, whoa, acid trip, like, diff otherworldly. Like I mean, you know, like you play it with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You could get that. That's like. The legend. You can play Dark Side of the Moon side by side with the the Wizard of Oz, and it just syncs up. Yeah, and and so that was because now we're in a decade where it's not like the '60s, where like all that is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is who is Sgt. Pepper? Yeah, like, that's what's yeah. happening in the '60s. In the '70s, it's now like, yo, this is that shit. Like, it's okay now. I love it. It's been embraced. It's just like let's let's get weird. Right. And weird they fucking got. Yeah. And so, yeah, love love Pink Floyd. They're obviously had to be mentioned during um, this segment. But there, there's there's a lot. Like, I don't know if we have a lot of time to cover no, all of them, but... There's not. I mean, of course, we, we can do some honorable mentions. But we're just talking about, you know, maybe some of our personal favorites or just, you know, bands that were iconic in the 70s. And, I mean, we can't talk about Led Zeppelin without talking about... Black Sabbath. Okay, I'm glad you. I was. I was. That's where I was going to go next. But before you got there, uh, just real quick, I'm going to do an honorable mention now as we're talking about colors. We okay. said Pink Floyd. I just don't want anyone to think I forgot about Deep Purple. Okay. <laughs> we can come back to Deep Purple maybe, but let's go to Black Sabbath. That's another color, well, right? That, we're in a color scheme right now. Well, that kind of works with Black Sabbath because eventually, throughout the course of Black Sabbath in the '80s, the singer from Deep Purple went to Black Sabbath. My dad would be so fucking proud of you right now. <laughs> My God. Because he used to make me listen to that album. Now, this is the guy from Deep Purple. You got to listen to this album. I'm like, okay. And I listened to it. I was like, yeah, this is good. It was good. It was good. It was good. But Black Sabbath. I mean, so this goes back to what we were saying about Jim Morrison um, in the last segment. Is that, like, you probably couldn't replace him. Now, not to say you could replace Ozzy or Dio, but they've had success with multiple front men. Yeah. Because it goes to show you how musically... I, we can get into Tony Iommi and his fucking fingers. Yeah. Like, yeah. if people don't know how Black Sabbath has their guitar sound, just know that Tony Iommi, the lead guitarist, like, I chopped off the f- tips of his fingers and it decided to, like, put some metal on him, right? Weld the metal to close the wounds. And so it just gives it a different sound. The guitar sounds totally different when he's playing it. It's amazing. But Black Sabbath, their, their first two albums, I mean, they came out in the same year. They came out in 1970. Which is unheard of. And, I mean... I I just love the first song on their first album. It's Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath. <laughs> just triple down on it. Why not? Just make sure everybody knows. It's like a lot of people have the misconception that Paranoid was their debut album. But it wasn't. It wasn't. So you're talking about Black Sabbath. like Straight up the album Black Sabbath. Right. And they had a lot of different songs on there that were kind of... It was... It was almost like a show because they had multiple names in one song title. Right. So it was, it was just, it was just different. It was something different to do. And then they 
lead themselves off with Black Sabbath, and they release Paranoid the later same that year. year. The same year. And that is the greatest album of all time. It absolutely is the most iconic Black Sabbath album of all time. I don't know if I can run right now with you and say that it's the best album of all time. It's one of the best albums of top ten. What is the best album of all time? I can't answer that. Can you name every single song on Paranoid? We probably could. We probably could. There's probably, only there's I, only eight. I know. So okay, uh, just name a few. I think. Let me. I want to leave some out. But we got Planet Caravan. Yep. We have Parano- Paranoid. Yep. Uh, Fairies Wear Boots. Yep. War Pigs. Yep. Iron Man. Yeah. And oh 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 my Electric Funeral. Yeah. Okay, I'm missing two. Rat Salad. Oh my God, fucking Rat Salad. Rat Salad, dude. Oh my goodness. And what is, what is the last one? The last one is Hand of Doom. Hand of Doom. That's it. So we can name all the so songs on the album. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's the best. Okay, but it's a great because you could listen to that all the way. There's. For me, it's hard. It's rare for me to find albums that I can just listen to, like just push play on one and let it go. Yeah. And this is one of them that you can't. That and that's that's my favorite thing is to be able to. I love when albums are, when you can play them, from start to finish, and it just flows. Like yeah, I love to be able to shuffle artists and stuff like that. But if I'm listening to a full album, I love being able to just start from track one and just have it flow through an entire story right. to the end. Right, right. And I get that. Like I said, it happens rarely. For me, I think the album I, mo- I most love to do that with is Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche because it actually does tell a story. Oh, very good, yeah. Um, but so, okay, so I don't want to leave Black Sabbath without talking about Dio. Um, I guess what I'll well, ask you... I mean, he, he joined... He joined in 79. R- Okay, we'll save Dio for the 80s. So, um, running short on time, but let's throw some honorable mentions in. I mean, we, we can go so deep with this. I mean, we're, we're right now that we're just showing our biases to rock, classic rock, metal, because that's kind of the avenue that we're going with. But this is also the time of Jackson 5. Michael Jackson at the end of the 70s goes out on his own. Soul Train starts in the 70s. Right. Like, just... D- disco. Disco. Like, we, we can go... I mean, there was Elton John. There was Fleetwood Mac. Okay, okay. I was... I was uh, Fleetwood Mac, yes. Like, I wish we had time to talk about Fleetwood Mac. There was Bob Dylan. Can we real quick just talk about the Rumors album by Fleetwood Mac? Amazing. And, amazing. Well, how... Yes, how... Obviously, everyone knows it's amazing, but can we talk about like what was going on behind the scenes when they were recording that album? That, that whole, like album the whole process behind it like yeah it's a great album but looking behind it just a shit show shit show just everyone's fucking each other there's so much drama everyone's breaking up everyone's doing drugs it's it's i you know saw something it was like rumors is a song or rumors is an album about people hooking up and breaking up and all this connivery recorded by people who are hooking up and breaking up and conniving <laughs> that's so true okay i'm sorry i want to go down that rabbit hole for a second um other other bands like uh rush was in the 70s rush was in the 70s i mean there's there's we're just touching on like the big the big names the iconic names really of rock is what we're talking about okay and then real quick um van halen one 70s Van Halen 1 was in the 70s. Okay. Then we'll, like, we'll say true. Van Halen also, like we're saving D. Yep. Um, Eagles, Aerosmith, 
Oh my God, that's what I want to say. The Eagles, yes. I mean, well, the Eagles do have the greatest or the highest selling album of all time. Yes. I don't count it. I, I don't either. I don't count it, but like I'm an Eagle they fan. They do, but they they turned country at the end there, like recently, and I'm like, please don't. That wasn't country. I'm not talking about in the '70s. Like I'm talking about like in the last 20 years or so. Yeah, that wasn't like, country. We're a country band. Nah. And I'm like, kill yourselves. I mean, there's so many different artists in the 70s that were just uh, so good. It just expanded, like I was saying earlier. It just, music blew up. It really blew up. I mean, Freddie Mercury just... Queen. Took off. He made, he made everything his own. Yes. You know, like, oh my god. Couldn't leave the 70s without mentioning Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Although now we do have to leave the 70s because I think it's time for... Yeah, so now we're going to hop out of the 70s because we're going to hop into a hot route. Hot route. Hot route. Are you ready for these hot routes? I don't know. They're not bad. Okay. They're not bad. Just, just you know, feel it. Feel it. Okay, so we, we did start out the episode on kind of a sadder note so we're gonna we're gonna go back to that oh great okay i love being sad i love being sad which one of the 27 club that we talked about do you think is the most sad or the most unexpected this is a hot answer this is a controversial one um kurt cobain i think is the most sad the most unexpected do you think it's because of the the violent way that it was i think that has a little bit to do with it but more so with me i think that i mean you look at the other 27s they had had successful albums a lot of success for several years yeah um i think they, nirvana had only been around for a few years at that point they yeah. had been performing together for a while in seattle but it didn't hit the mainstream until like you know 91 92 it was a very very short amount of time it was fleeting yeah and i think that's why that makes that the saddest that okay, that that does make sense. It was like he wasn't even really in the stardom yet. No, like it was kind of just budding. Right. Lucky for us, Dave Grohl was also a part of that band, and he went on and became the one of the best human beings in the, ever. Existed. Ever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we're gonna get into our second hot route. All right. This is this is a two parter. So, we were talking about Black Sabbath earlier. Oh. Oh, shy. Okay. So, this is a two-parter. Okay. Black Sabbath. Just for Black Sabbath. Ozzy or Dio? Look, man. I love... In, in whatever way you want. Most iconic, favorite songs. This is... Hey, this is subjective. What do you think? It's Ozzy for me. For me, it's Ozzy. Okay. Okay. And I... And I, that's not to take away from Dio at all. Like, I love... I love Dio. I love Rainbow. Uh... Obviously, I just said I love Dio, but I love Black Sabbath Dio, but I I find myself rocking out more to Ozzy's Black Sabbath. Okay. What's the second part? The second part is, outside of Black Sabbath, Ozzy or Dio? Ozzy again. Ozzy again? Yeah, it's Ozzy no, again. No, no. Dio is absolutely, absolutely... I thought you said this was subjective. No, I'm just saying you can have your own opinion. Stop hating me. You can... You're, But you're wrong, and I hate you. Okay. So, the answer is Dio. Mm-hmm. He has the best metal voice of all time. And that's just a fact. You can look it up. 
Oh, you're right. In uh, books. Leather-bound books. I've read a book once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I mean, I... I don't know, man. So, so what, what, what makes, what like puts Ozzy over the top for Dio for you? Just like, just like, what's the pinnacle that makes Ozzy just that guy over Dio? Uh, maybe it's not so much Ozzy. Maybe it's the musicians he worked with throughout his, you know, solo career. That, okay. That does make sense. Because I just find myself like not so much like singing along to Ozzy or singing with Ozzy. I find myself waiting for that guitar solo. Really just listening. Like, yeah. And listening to the instruments, listen to the bass, listen to the drums, but absolutely waiting for the guitar solo of those songs. Like yeah. Randy Rhodes in particular. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, that's where I'm at right yeah. now. Because when I am listening to, like, I don't know, any of those albums in Ro- uh, Ozzy's solo career, whether it be, like, Blizzard of Oz or any of those, it's it's always just the mu- It's the music. It's yeah. the instruments. Yeah. And obviously Ozzy doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely, okay. definitely. Ozfest is it's uh, there's an Ozfest. It's from Ozzy. It's it's because of Ozzy. It's not called Dio Fest. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, yeah, but I'm I'm not hating on Dio. Like, please, <laughs> please don't hate me. Anybody who I know, there's people out there that disagree. I know one for a fact that I always think about when I have this debate with somebody. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our last hot route. Okay, we're talking about the '70s. Yeah. So I've got. Three people from the 70s. Fuck, Mary kill. Olivia Newton-John. Okay. Stevie Nicks. Ooh. Freddie Mercury. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna marry Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 I can't do that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna marry Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Olivia Newton-John. And I'm gonna fuck Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, I was that's that's pretty much what I was thinking. Yeah. You would do. You you can't kill Freddie. You can't kill Freddie. But you're not gonna fuck Olivia Newton John. It's gonna be Stevie. Yeah. So I can't I can't leave Stevie off the fuck list. I can't yeah. kill. I can't I can't kill. Ste- I, you can only marry Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. That was good. That was perfect. Thanks, had, thanks had, for that. Yes. Yeah. Had had to end it that way. Great. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, I love it. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Almost Agreeable. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch all new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.